to this evening's episode of Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. Our story tonight follows two young friends of very different origins trying to survive in their corner of the galaxy. Will they grow into greatness together or fall apart in the shadow of the Empire? Find out tonight on Scattered Choices. The sound of footprints that echo aboard the metal interior grates of the mining vessel ring out loudly through the hallways and corridors of this ship and through your head, Hugo, as you are escorted into the deeper areas of the ship, eventually put into a makeshift holding cell. No more than a cargo closet, if that. Uh, not much lighting in there other than what pours in from, from cracks through the doors uh, and vents from outside. Locked in there until... Well, you're not sure. You know that uh, likely you'll run into some questioning and whatnot as, uh, as the poundies, the individuals that operate these mining processing vessels took you in and then begin the two brought you in took off and uh, you hear some murmuring from outside your makeshift cell from inside the the small room that you're in the sounds outside are muffled but they're close enough that uh, you can still make out bulk of uh, of the conversation and you hear uh, the one main individual that uh, had talked to you outside of the ship, talking with a new voice. You hear a third voice, and uh, the conversation just goes back and forth, and you hear bits and pieces. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just uh, so he was out here saying he was doing maintenance on the, on the operating systems, but uh, nothing checked out. Couldn't provide a clearance uh, identification, so just uh, seemed like trouble. Uh, pretty sure there was another ship in the distance as well, and. We just figured we need to bring him in, see what's going on, because uh, I think he was tampering with stuff. And there's a, a pause and whatnot, and then you hear a few beeps uh, from, expect to be maybe a data pad or, or something like that, and then another voice comes over, a new voice says, oh, this is not good. We're seeing a complete shutdown of the mining processing operations. So I think whatever he was up to has to do with that. We're gonna have to head back to Javis 12 and deal with this. Make sure he's locked up and they're good. And uh, we'll have the boss have a chat with him when we arrive. The ship begins to rumble a little more intensely and uh, you can kind of sense that movement as uh, the ship begins to redirect. And you assume from this conversation that you've overheard that you're heading back to the main uh, starport uh, on Javis 12 within this asteroid field. Aboard the Radiant 2, Tula, you see sitting there, seeing your counterpart be taken away into the depths of the vessel, the mining vessel, wondering what you can do about this situation. But to start, you need to figure out if you can fly this ship. Hugo has shown you a time or two uh, around the cockpit and 
has expended more than a, an extra bit of patience with you uh, to, to try and help you grasp this knowledge and these skills uh, flying the ship. But he's not here, unfortunately, to help you out any further. And you either figure it out or you essentially become not much more than another asteroid out here floating in space. Sit down and begin firing up, going through as best as you can remember, startup procedures and, and begin taking off. And it, it jerks and pulls and twists and yaws and you think you're getting it. Uh, it turns hard one way and you realize, oh, nope, you gotta go left to go right, right to go left. And uh, you slowly get it and begin taking off yourself back to Javis 12, back to the main starport as well, where everyone is mostly based here in this, uh, in this system. The ride is bumpy. You hit your fair share of asteroids on the way in, and there's much more than a few paint scratches and dents on the Radiant too. But you do eventually make it back to Javis 12, come into a rough landing. As you are flying back, you see that the large mining operations vessel seems to be returning as well over to the Minos Mestra headquarters. But you come down and land in uh, Hugo's landing bay that he has to uh, figure out what you need to do from there. Ugh, Radiant 2, please, some piece of shab. Ugh, Hugo, I failed you again. I'm going to do everything I can to get you out of here. Where, where, where should I go? I, is that, is that the ship? You see that large vessel coming in to the starport as well, um, and it makes its landing in the distance. Hugo, aboard that, still in your makeshift cell, comes down and you can sense that the landing is coming, but it still catches you off guard, not having any visual, and as the ship lands, it rocks you a little bit. The engines begin to wind down. You're just left there in silence to wait, and to wonder what lies ahead for you. As soon as we touch down, as soon as I realize like what's about to come, I think to myself, I think the only way that I can actually get through this is if I just tell them what I was doing. I, I hope Tula's out there, but I just, I think I have to think for myself right now because I'm kind of all alone. In the distance, Growing louder, you hear footfalls along the metal grates of the corridors. Increasing louder until they stop outside of the small room where you are. You hear the latch of the door unlock, and then that slides open. And a pair of individuals in uh, coveralls, poundy uniform, uh, stand there before you. All right, get up. It's time to get out of here. I would just stand up and I'd look down and just uh, kind of look around and then look at one of them and say, sir, I will tell you exactly what I was doing here if you let me go. I really don't give a criff. You got to go and talk to the boss and... I'll, I'll talk to the boss. 
You can tell him. Maybe he'll uh, let you go. Okay, that sounds like a, like a great idea. He holds up a blaster-looking device, but it's, it's, it's a little odd shape. And you know, generally, I mean, the poundies out here, they're not carrying full uh, blasters, things like that. But uh, it, just a quick glance at that, it looks more to be of a stun variety and just holds it up. And in the one other hand, he holds up uh, some binders and says, Sound like you're being uh, cooperative. Uh, no need for these then? No, sir, that I will do whatever you need me to do. Uh, just, I, please don't hurt me, and I will tell you exactly what I was doing. All right. Well, no funny business. No funny business. He steps aside to allow you to step out, and he steps behind you. The other individual um, kind of in front of you leading you out. He gives you a poke or two in the back with the uh, weapon, not holding it there, but just to nudge you along and to follow. Uh, and you, you then are escorted out of the ship, uh, coming out the eventual landing ramp and into uh, the starport proper. And there's, there's lots of activity going on, as it would be. You're here in that Minos Mestra headquarters. Uh, you see a few other of these massive mining operations starships, uh, as well as a lot of other vessels, things of that nature. There's people all over the place running around, many other poundies. Others that look to be more of a, you know, corporate stature, more of a business type outfits. Uh, but you're led deeper into the starport and eventually arrive into an office. Standing at that, door opens up and you step inside to a, a pretty lavish room. Uh, there is an individual sitting behind a desk uh, with uh, some seats around that. And the gentleman escorting you just kind of shoves you in and then steps out and the door closes behind you. As you step inside, the gentleman behind the desk, darker complexion with dark hair, uh, with, with some speckled gray in that, speckled white and gray in that, uh, definitely showing his age, gestures a hand towards you and then towards the seat. says, please have a seat. As you step in, you see pictures, artwork on the walls, um, you know, so plants. It, it's pretty lavish. It's, it's pretty well, uh, pretty luxurious. Uh, you can tell this person is obviously of some wealth and importance. Looking over the desk and whatnot, you see a couple data pads, computer console. Nothing threatening, at least to the eye, to the initial look. You know, it just seems that this is this gentleman's place of business. Tula, as you land with the Radiant 2, with a heavy sigh of relief that you came down in mostly one piece, you now quickly try and regroup and think about what you can do in this situation. <sighs> How do I get myself out of this one? How do I get Hugo out of this one? <sighs> uh, I could ask Dad. I could say, Papa, please. This is the last time I'm ever going to ask you for anything. But he'll expect me to do something, give him something in return. I know he will. Plus, isn't that just me being part of the problem? No. I think I have to take care of this mess myself. Oh, Kaz. I wonder if Kaz still is in the vigil. I'll reach out to them and see if I can get them to help me. They'll know what to do. They're always so level-headed. <laughs> All right, Kaz. Hopefully I'll see you soon. The gentleman behind the desk 
looks across at you, Hugo. And he gives this very calming and, and genuine presence, inviting, almost friendly. So, son, uh, what's your name? Sir, uh, my name's Hugo Darus. Oh, Hugo, uh, tell me why you're here today. Honestly, sir, I don't even really know. I thought I might have been doing something good for me. I maybe good for someone. Maybe I was finally achieving something, but I think I just messed up. And what is it that you're trying to do for yourself or others? Sir, it's not trying. It's what I did and why I'm captured. And I'm just, I just need to tell you outright, um, I do have a family here and I do want to get out. Well, that's uh, what we're, we're here to, to do as long as, as long as you're straight and, you know, we don't find out that there's any trouble caused from your actions. You certainly can be off to go back to your family. Thank you, sir. Um, to be honest, it's what's already been done. I was sent by some people who were offering some money. I, I hacked into, I sliced into your, your, your computer on the asteroid and I'm the one who took down your system. And what did you hope to accomplish by doing so? Again, sir, I don't know, but uh, what I can tell you is that I know this is important to you, and I know the facility that we're on is important to you, and I can tell you right now is that I can change. I can revert back what I've done, and if I do that, I would really appreciate it if you let me go. Who was it that asked you to do this? Sir, I, I don't know. I scrounged and scavenged through the holonet and i was just i think i'm just trying to look for to make a name for myself or make some money make some credits uh and i just i just found it there and it seemed easy and i'm very good at this but again sir that's neither here nor there i can fix this and we can just move on and pretend this didn't happen and i will never come back here and i promise you this will never happen again he slams his hand down on the desk and you see that he catches himself and he as if he realized that he displayed this frustration more than he wanted to. And any of that in his face quickly reverts back to this oddly genuine and, and friendly uh, expression. He says, who asked you to do this? Again, I just, I look at him and then I look down. And I just say, I, sir, I don't know. So it sounds like there's someone out here that has a problem with what we do. You know, we do wonderful things for the system, son. We, we mine these asteroids and we, we create opportunities there for miners to go and operate uh, our facilities, our ships, the, the ore that we mine that we extract comes in and, and 
uh, is sent out to to develop materials, to develop other items and things. We export those. We are a vital piece of existence here in this system. And it's unfortunate that there's people out there that don't understand that. And for whatever reason, would like to take that down. So you said you can uh, take care of this little problem we have. Yes, sir. I created the virus and I can, I can delete the virus. And what would you say about a little exchange of a favor after that? Sir, I'm just, I, I'm just trying to right a wrong and, and leave. I don't know what else you want from me. Well, you're pretty good at, uh, you know, what you did here. Part of my assumption, but I assume that you might, uh, might be able to figure out a way of tracking down your employer. Uh, maybe, sir, but it, it would be very difficult, but maybe. Uh, maybe. Well, clean up your little problem here and do what you can to find out who is after us. And I'll consider that uh, everything all free and clear. How does that sound to you? It's, uh, it's, it sounds good, sir. Um, all I need is a terminal to, to go into that can access the facility and, and we, can, we can write this. Excellent. This almost creepy, genuine smile comes over his face as he kind of leans back, crosses his arms. Well, let's get to it then. And he presses uh, a key on his uh, console there. Uh, there's a little beep. And a few moments later, a couple individuals come in, kind of look like a security outfit, uh, come into the door. And the gentleman tells them that they're to escort you out to a terminal to go ahead and take care of this here. As you stand up and, and are being led uh, out of the room, before you do, the gentleman says, Hugo, it's good to meet you today. My name is Davis Cordall. We'll be in touch. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. And internally, I say, Tula... I've, I'm going to try and buy as much time as I have. I don't know what's happening. I really hope you're saving me right now. You're led out to a console here in the large starport bay here, nearby the main vessel that uh, was infected. And uh, the two security individuals uh, take you over there and gesture to where you can sit down and, and do your thing. And, and they step away. Um, it doesn't even seem like they're really paying attention to you. Maybe they're more for just show. Definitely giving you your space. They don't seem either to babysit. So you, you get in, tap into the computer. Given that you have access to it, it's easy to get in. And you pull up the systems uh, where your program, your virus, uh, had begin its attack and, and taken this out. And uh, you work on reversing that. Yeah, I would be working on, on reversing that. Not as fast, obviously. But again, my first in, uh, instinct would be to like look at where I'm at, I'll this terminal that I'm in and see if there's like actually a way to contact the ship, contact Tula somehow. As you are working on the uh, reversal of the virus, uh, you also kind of try and 
open up a line, a communications line out from this terminal back to the Radiant 2, hoping that you can get a message to Tula from there. I would sit down, start doing the, the virus thing, think to myself, okay, I'm here. They're not looking at me. I can go contact the ship, and hopefully Tula's near it. Maybe she will listen. Um, and then I start doing my clicks, my clacks, easily open up a, a little little line, little communication line, and I write out so it can be transmitted to the ship. It says, Tula, I am safe. I am reversing the virus. I need you to come save me. I need you to do something because after this, I don't know what I can do. They're gonna make me tell who you are. And I'm trying really hard not to. You send out the communication, hoping that it will catch its intended recipient. And all you can do is sit and wait as you continue working on your other project, your main task at hand of, of repairing the computer systems of the mining operations. On top of the roof of your favorite diner, the Saucy Sarlacc, Tula, you climb up and head off into this little corner of the, of the roof there. Uh, it's a little secluded and uh, has a couple antennas and things that you've uh, utilized before for communications. Um, sometimes you just come up here to get away, but given the circumstances of everything, this is going to be your go-to uh, as you make an attempt to reach out to your contact individual, Cass. I grip my communicator tightly in my hands and kind of frantically whisper into it, Kaz! Kaz! It is Tula! Kaz! Kaz, are you there? Please! There's a moment which feels like forever, waiting for that response. Yeah, Tula, this is Kaz. What, what, what's the matter? Oh, thank goodness. Um, I've gotten myself into a little bit of trouble and I really need a friend. You don't say. <laughs> All right, Kaz, you know me very well, but I promise I was trying to do the right thing. Well, what is it now? So, I have a friend. His, uh, his parents work for mine in the mining systems. And I just, you know, it gets so exhausting watching all of these elite. They think that they are so above it all, and they're not. And they mistreat everybody. And anyway, I was just trying to throw a wrench in my father's plans. He was going to upload a virus to the system and try to disable communications, but he got caught and uh, I... I I've got to get him out of there. They're going to do terrible things to him. I... Your friend is... He's, he's caught up with the... With Mestra? Yes. Uh, he, he, he tried to go, on, go onto one of the vessels and upload a little, I don't know, package, he said it was? A virus? To try and disable their system. Oh, Tula, you, you know what a big deal that is. What do you think, we're just gonna walk in and, and say, hey, we're here to pick up a friend? No, of course not, but I wasn't sure if maybe you knew someone or 
had some friends in the system or anything. I just, I can't ask my dad for another favor. Now that's, that was going to be my suggestion. What, uh, huh? You don't understand, Kaz. I've been friends with Hugo since before I knew you, before I knew the truth, and I've already let him down once. I can't do it again. Well, let me, uh, let me see what I can do. Give me a bit. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be in touch. Oh, thank you, Kaz. You're such a lifesaver. I'll owe you big. I'll add it to, uh, to the list. And with that, the call ends as you uh, are left to wait for hopefully a solution to, to your situation. Hugo, you continue working and do not get a response back from your message. Not that you necessarily expected one, but you are, you're definitely able to reverse what you did to the ship. Uh, you've cleaned up the, the virus that went, went in there and, and erased and damaged a lot of the you know, operational code to, to run these systems and, and rebuilt that, notify someone nearby that things will be uh, up and running as usual. As I'm about to finish up, as it's, it's being cleaned up, I think kind of out loud because no one's really around me. The guards are kind of far away. And I say, okay, I'm about to finish this. I don't have a response from Tula. Uh, I, what do I do? Um, maybe I search for a way out. Maybe there's a room of value here that I can run to i don't uh i I, maybe i just need a map of this place i i don't know i don't think anyone's coming for me and i i uh, and then that's when i start working really hard to find the schematics this is a pretty routine task uh to kind of dig into the system and, and see what you can access and you you do so without raising any alarm without raising any notice and you do come across what you're after uh it's not not necessarily a very hidden uh, piece of information. And you get a layout, you know, and you see that you're here in one of these large uh, landing bays, shuttle bays here with the with most of the vessels that come in and out of the um, headquarters. And uh, then you start seeing the basic layout of the main facility. Uh, you see kind of where the offices were, where you were, where you had met Davis. Basically, going back through uh, those areas uh, will be one of the options to, to get out of the facility. Uh, there's also some exits through the starport area here as well. I look over the overview of this map. Ah, it, just, there's, it just doesn't seem to be an actual way out unless I have my spaceship. Um, but I don't know. Maybe Tula would think of that. Maybe she'd come and rescue me while I wait. Uh I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I think about, you know, having to face Davis again. And I guess I felt intimidated while I was in there. And I just, I don't know what I'm going to tell him about who set me up to this. Maybe like, do I lie? Do I just give out a random name? Do, do I tell him I can't actually find this person? Maybe I can prove myself useful in some way and he'll keep me, his, he'll keep his word and let me go. You take another dive into the console, trying to dig up some other information, anything you can to help you get out of this situation. 
you find yourself maybe getting a little deeper than you can handle at least at this moment as the nerves catch and you're just struggling navigating through through the systems through the databases of of the company and essentially hit a dead end in your search um, for anything of value there a few moments go by and a technician wanders his way over says how's it going kid did you uh, get things taken care of we got a couple uh diagnostic reports that seems that things are starting to reboot and back online uh it's starting yes uh i still have a few more things to do and Actually, uh, just not to be rude or anything, but I really need to use the facilities right now. Oh, yeah. Um, that Okay. Yeah, I mean, everything on my end looks like uh, it, it's good to go, but uh, yeah, that's fine. And, and yeah, yeah, with, uh, yeah, the refresher's just, uh, just around the way. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, thank you. I'll let the boss know that things are about done wrapping up, though. Uh, but they're not done-done, and I don't know if he's a man who wants, you know, incomplete information. I feel like he wants to know when it's done, and I promise you will be done. I just, I just really have to go. He just kind of gives a nod at that, uh, as he's, he's kind of staring at his data pad while he's talking to you as well, so allowing you to scurry off. Yeah, I guess I would just go to facility. I'd sit down. Just start trying to think of something. I guess I'm just trying to buy some time, trying to regather my, my thoughts. What what if he is completely right and what we're trying to do is just not good for anybody? I mean, my family has profited off of this off of this mining and Tula's family's probably like what are we what are we even doing? I uh I don't know, I just I don't know what I'm gonna tell him. And I, I can't, I, I can't rat out Tula, but I don't, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get hurt. Tula, your calm lights up and beeps, signify you have a message incoming. Hello? Kaz? Hey, Tula, it's me. Hey, so, uh, I did some digging and, uh, I mean, I got something, I think. Got word of an individual, uh, goes by just the initials, Genth Mern. Don't know much about him, just kind of put out some feelers and seem to be pretty interested in, uh, in your situation. Genth Mern? Is he one of us from the Vigil or just someone you know? I don't know him. Um, I'm not sure. I think just somebody that, some of them might have been uh, keeping an ear to the ground, if you will, and picked up on uh, me reaching out. Yes, but Kaz, is he trustworthy, this genth man? I've never heard of this person. I can't tell you. As I said, I, I just put out that looking for extraction and more against uh, Mestra, and they were the one to come calling. There's not many that are going to do so against those big boys. You know that. Yes, I do. All right, how do I get in touch with him? 
I can send over his uh, information. Said he's got a got a direct line you can reach out. All right. I have to do what I must to get Hugo out of this. It's all my fault. Thank you for the good tip. I appreciate it. Tulo. Good luck. Thanks, Cass. I'll be as safe as I can. The call ends, and you get a message uh, to your data pad with the contact information for this person simply going by the initials Jenth and Mern. Who is this person? Ah, oh, I really hope this doesn't get me into even hotter water than I'm already in. Uh, let's see, let's see. So I enter um, the information that I receive from Kaz into um, my communicator and see if I can get a hold of this person. As you send out the call, once again waiting, hopefully it somebody picks up, somebody responds, and eventually the call does pick up and a voice comes in the other side. Yes? Hello? Um, hello, uh... I am looking for Jenth Mern. Is that you? Yes. Yes, that's me. Name's Jonah. Uh, it's nice to meet you, Jonah. Um, my name is Tula, and I'm actually calling because we both know uh, Kaz Bueno. Oh, yes. Uh, I just spoke with Kaz a little bit ago. Sounds like you've got a little bit of a situation here with Mestre. Yes, I do. Um... They have taken my friend captive. His name is Hugo, and I really need to get him out of there as soon as possible. Is there any way that you can get me information or help me break him out? That's uh, quite a tall order. Uh, Mestra is pretty, pretty tough egg to crack. What, what's on your side of this deal? What do you mean? What do I have to gain? Sorry, let me, let me rephrase. Uh, in exchange for assistance in this. What, uh, what can I expect to get out of that? I see. You want to know what I have to offer. Well, um, what is your usual fee? 15,000 credits? 20,000 credits? I can offer 25 for your services, all told. You can hear the almost, like, deep inhale uh, and kind of gasp at, at uh, seemingly... Uh, interpretation of a large amount of financial offering. After it seems that they collect themselves, uh, Jonah comes back and says, Oh, that's, uh, that is a mighty fine offer, but what what other kind of services uh, might you be able to provide? What, what are your... There's something else that I'm after. Listen, Jonah, 25,000 credits is more than I think you'll see for any other job. I don't see why you would need something else from me. Information is awfully, uh, sometimes priceless. Allow me to be upfront. I believe I understand where you fit in with Minus Mestra. I'm looking to keep myself as far away from this as possible. I cannot afford to have my cover blown. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to maybe gain some access to information that you have access to. I think I know what you want. And Hugo is more than worth it. Just don't press your luck. All right, well, how much time do you think he has? I don't know. He's already been gone for 
It's what feels like forever. Could you get him within the next 24 hours? Yeah, I think that can be arranged. You got a spot we can meet up? I do. Um, you can usually find me on top of um, that, what do you call it? A diner, I guess? It's out here. It's called the Saucy Sarlacc. Do me a favor, though. Bring me a blue milkshake. I think I can do that. I'll see you soon. Thank you, my friend. I look forward to meeting you. The call ends. You sit back, thinking about who this uh, mystery contact is, what they're after, but just hopeful that they have something to help out uh, and get Hugo out. Hugo, as you sit amongst your thoughts in the fresher there, time ticks away. There's a voice, a knock, and a voice comes back. You, you okay in there, kid? Been, been gone a little bit. Uh, yeah, yes, uh, sir. It just, uh, I just haven't been able to, to relieve myself in a while. Uh, I'm, I'm finishing up right now. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Well, Davis is out here. He's, uh, just wants to sign off on what you're working on, so. Yeah, yes, sir. I'll be right there. I'll, uh, let me just get done with this, and uh, I'm on my way talk, to talk to whoever I need to talk to. And I get up, start washing my hands, and uh, I guess I would think to myself, I'm like, I don't, I don't really even know what I'm doing here. Tula still hasn't come to get me. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know what to do. I, I get, I have to give up something. I have to tell this guy something. He's gonna, I don't know what he will do if I don't. With that, I open the door and start walking back to the, the terminal. As you step back into the docking bay here, to the area where you were working earlier, you see the original technician that kind of came by to check on your progress, as well as a familiar individual in a dark navy suit, very uh, fitting and well put together, uh, recognizing uh, that individual to be Davis you spoke to earlier. He turns at the sound of your footfalls coming towards them and he has a big smile on his face and says, Hugo, I understand that you're pretty well wrapped up with taking care of our little issue here. Uh, yes, sir. It was absolutely no problem. Obviously, I, I made the virus, so... There's something to be said about your capabilities in that regard. What is your intentions for for what you'd like to do with yourself down the road? First, sir, I just, you know, thanks for saying something nice about, you know, what I can do. I appreciate that a lot. And honestly, to answer your question, sir, I, I don't know. I got caught up today following orders from people I don't know, and I'm... I kind of keep doing that. I and I'm now I'm here, and I don't. There's, there's literally no. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what my future is. We could maybe help out with that. Help you define a path. I maybe I don't know. I I've been told a lot that what you guys are doing isn't necessarily benefiting a lot of people. I I know my family. 
they're not amazingly well off, but we, we get by and it's, I've struggled, but I don't know if I've struggled enough to think that this is all bad. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about that more sometime, shall we? I see you've taken care of your little, your little problem here. I appreciate that. And, you know, with that, I think, take some time. Take some time to think about uh, what I said. And, of course, don't forget about the other side of the bargain. Yeah, yes, sir. I, I promise you, I won't forget. And thank you. He gestures over to a uh, security officer. And he turns to that individual and says, so, Please, uh, escort Mr. Darce off of the facility. The gentleman gives a nod and just turns uh, alongside of you to seemingly walk you out. Yeah, I mean, I would gladly walk by this guy and start walking out with him. You're taken outside. You, you go through the office area uh, where the office buildings are and whatnot, and then uh, get out to essentially uh, like an exit of the main uh, main headquarters here uh, out to rest of the starport that opens up uh, to essentially a, a thoroughfare for the Javis 12 starport proper. As you are escorted off uh, the premises, uh, before you do, you are given back uh, your equipment, communication device, uh, data pads, things like that, and your personal belongings that they, they took off you during this initial interrogation and time for you to correct your mistakes. But, uh, with that in hand, you now stand outside of the Minus Mestra Corporation here on Javis 12. I take a moment to look back at the facility, look back out to, to Javis, take a deep breath. Well, I, I made it out. I, I guess I can just call Tula now. I mean, I'm out here. Uh, then I start walking, you know, a little bit farther away from the facility towards where I see more public just to feel like I'm part of society again since this whole debacle has kind of like messed me up a little bit. I look at my data pad and I say, why didn't Tula get me? Why didn't she come for me? I guess I could just try and call her. Tula, as you sit for a few moments on the roof of the saucy sarlacc still thinking about this this contact in jonah and and what what he is about your calm uh, lights up again you know you're not really expecting anyone to be calling in jonah jonah is tula. it you tula no it's it's me it's it's, it's hugo i'm out hugo you're out yeah where where are you Oh my god, I... I haven't even sent your coordinates. How did you get out? I have someone coming to get you. What? Coming to get me? Tula, I've... I've been there for hours. I, they took me from space. I... Where have you been? Where are you right now? I'm... I'm on the rooftop. At the Sarlacc. On the rooftop? I'm, yeah, I'm at the Sarlacc. I'm waiting for someone. I, I called... I called some people. That said that they were going to be able to get you out of there today. But now you're already out? I don't understand. Tula, I made a I, I made a deal. I didn't think you were coming for me, Tula. I 
I, 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 I did this one on my own. I, you weren't there for me. Hugo, I promise you, I did not forget you. I have someone coming to meet me right now. What am I going to do? They're going to, he's still going to expect me to. Oh Dude, no. What? What did you, what are you going to give him? He asked me for a favor, for information, but I don't yet know what he expects. He's supposed to be here soon. Can you get here? Please understand, I did not abandon you. I don't... I don't know, Tula. I... To, to get out, I, I kind of needed to lie my way out. And I... I have to do something. And I don't... I don't know if this is still right for me, Tula. You have to do something? What did you promise then? What did you promise this person? He asked me for information on Minos Mistra, and I said that I would keep my eyes and ears open. I... I think I've always wanted information too, Tula. I don't... Why were we even up there? Why... What is... Why... Why did... Why, why was I put in the situation? Listen, Hugo, um... Just meet me at the Saucy Salak. You know our spot. I promise, I'll explain everything. This concludes tonight's episode of Scattered Choices. Find out what happens next time as our story continues on Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. there. Candace the Magnificent here, voice of Tula Batunde. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this program, consider subscribing to the Dungeon Jedi Masters Patreon to help production, hosting, and creation of this and other great Star Wars 5e related content. Find us at DungeonJediMasters.com. And may the Force be with you.